Thanks for listening to The Milk Cow and Forgiveness. In this conversation, Annie talks about how slavery ended on paper, and for her, not necessarily in the hearts and minds of some white people. Back in Mississippi, Annie shares stories how we need to have forgiveness and never forget, to let go of the bad experiences and not carry hate or bitterness forward. Annie shares stories of a cousin who, as a paramedic, put the Hippocratic Oath forward over race and the hateful past to save lives in a colorblind manner. All lessons we could keep applying, learning, and reinforcing in our lives in 2020. So slavery ended, though slavery didn't end. No. Only on paper. Only on paper. Have you been back today? Have I been back? Mm-hmm. To where? To Georgia. To to where you where this took place. He, yeah. As a matter of fact, the last time I was down in Mississippi, mm, 2015. 16, somewhere around in there. Yeah. What's it like to be there now? Oh, it's different. It's different because my cousin, you know, um, she and I, we, we lived down there and about a few, I guess, between six months to a year, her parents moved away from down there to Missouri. We still in southern states, racial states. Yeah. So he had everything that he wanted that he didn't have to ask a white man for. He had he raised his own garden like my mother and father. He had his own hogs like my mother and father. He had his own chicken like my mother and father. He had his own cows like my mother and father, and that's another thing I have to tell you about. My grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side had cows and stuff like that. And she had three sons and a daughter. And the first two sons got married. They still lived in Mississippi. She gave each one of them a uh, milk cow, so you can have milk for your children. Now this I remember as a little girl. The man came and told my dad, you owe me money. My dad said, what money? I don't get money from you. He said, yeah, you owe me money and I'm taking your cow. But when he took that cow, he took food out of my mouth. And I remember my dad saying to my mother, what kind of man would take food out of little small children's mouth? But he didn't care. You were black. <laughs> you were nothing to him. Wow. He did. He came in. I watched him out of the back door take our cow and lead it off. And, my, and His mother and father gave that cow to my mom and dad when they got married so they can have milk for the children. Okay, there go our milk, there go our butter. And he went with a sense of entitlement that it was okay to do this. Break the law and take your cow. Yeah, yes, yes, it was okay. It, It was okay to him. 
who are you going to go and tell? The other white man? What you think he was going to do? Yeah. Nothing. Well, I certainly hope that we see Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill sometime soon. Mm. Will it change anything? Will it change what has been done? Mm -mm. Will it change all the memories I have that, you know, like I said, I let go of that. I let go of that. I can't let the the what happened back then make me hate white people now. Because like I said, I have white sister-in-laws, I got a white daughter-in-law, I got uh, a biracial uh, grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and I'm not going to let the way my family was treated back then and what I saw back then have that weight because that's nothing but that weight ain't nothing but sin mm-hmm. up on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to progress. I won't be able to move on if I hold on to all that bitterness. Well, the good news is it's... Do I forgive? Signs that there's yes, a different Yes, I world. forgive. Do I forget? No. It hurts too bad to forget. But so, you know, and like my cousin, like I was saying, she was saying to me, she became a, she came to Missouri and she became, after she graduated from high school, she became a paramedics and she moved back to Mississippi. Well, first she moved to California, then she moved back to Mississippi. And when she moved back to Mississippi, that's when she became a paramedic. She said, Annie, you will never believe what happened on my job as a paramedic. She said, you remember when we moved to Missouri and why we left and came? I said, yeah. Your dad said he was tired of waking up every morning and he got a dead hog laying on his porch. Uh, all y'all chickens them fell dead. I said, and a chicken I can understand, but the hog... Hog don't have no veins. You can't poison him. And the vet told you that he got hold to some poison. That's a lie. She said that same man that took food out of her mouth. I got a call one night. I was on duty. She said I had to lift him up. She said I looked him in the face. I didn't say nothing because she said that is not the oath that you take. That, that you're supposed to have a, have a person and get him to his destination as fast as you can is to save his life. And she said, I thought about it. I thought about everything that he had done to me and my family. But she said... I had to let go because she said my job was to save him. She said, now, could I have just egged it and thought about all the bad things that he done caused my family? She said, yeah, I could have did that. But she said, now, that would have been another thing I would have to live with later on in life. So she saved his life. She saved his life. She saved his life. She saved his life. Took him to the hospital and worked with him. And she said, I worked with him back there. And kept him alive until I got him to the hospital and the doctors took over from there. 
I said, that's what God wanted you to do. He didn't want you to do an eye for an eye. We don't live like that. No. We don't live like that. Fantastic. But, yep, it's, it's some hurting things that um, happened yeah. in Mississippi. Because when I left there, I was five, I think. But then when I got to Missouri, the most scandalous thing I think I ever ran into is every time I step outside, this man, his name was Leon Wilson. Always had to pee when I was outside. Stopped his truck right there on the road, right in front of our house, and had to pee. Wow. Until my daddy got his gun and told him, piss one more time in here in front of my daughters and my wife, and you're going to be wearing a douche bag. He said a few nasty things, but he was running to his truck, getting up in there, getting getting away because, oh, then daddy said, okay, it's time to go. It's time to go. We moved again. And then this white man's farm, the last one we lived on, is about the one of the nicest man that I could, him and his wife both was very, very nice. As a matter of fact, I left Missouri coming up here before my mom and dad did because I had two older brothers. And I told my dad, I said, I'm not going back into that field no more and work. That is not, this is not what I'm going to school for. I said, when school is out, I want you to have my ticket and I'm leaving. He did. I didn't think he was going to do it, but he did. And I came up here to my oldest brother, and I explained to my oldest brother, I said, we need to get the family out of there quick. So within a month or so, he did. They went down there, and they got him, and they moved them here in St. Paul. And that was 1966, I believe it was. So Martin Luther King was... Mm-hmm. Prominent. He was, as a matter doing of fact, a lot. yeah, we left it before Martin Luther King got killed. And uh, we've been here ever since. It's good you're here. Been here ever since. Thank and you. And then I married a military man and. Served this country. And he you was did? in, he, yeah, he was in there for yeah. 20 years. He made a, a career of it. And. That's how I got a chance to travel because I wanted to go into the service and my dad, he just kept, nope, nope, nope. That's not a place for a woman. That's not a place for a woman. <laughs> how things have changed today. Thanks for listening to Annie's story. Please listen to the other three parts of this series because if we don't remember the past, we're condemned to repeat it. I look forward to your questions and comments and how you demonstrate leader-like behaviors. Also, go forth and interview your elders. You'd be surprised what we can all learn. Be leader-like.